Um, so you can either create intimacy with that person mm-hmm. or you can find a substitute. That's true. Welcome back to my podcast, Cupid's Arrow Hurts More Than a Root Canal, brought to you by Eternally Bored Productions, where I bring you real relationship stories by real people. I'm your host, Norianne, and I want to thank you all for tuning in today or tonight or wherever you may be. Today, we are going to talk about the subject of unavailable men. Now, I know that there's also unavailable women out there, but this episode will focus solely on just the unavailable men that are there so i have a very special guest with me today my producer jay has agreed to talk with me about this subject and i definitely think he has a lot of experience with this so he'll be a great guest for this one so to start things off jay tell us a little bit about yourself oh (coughs) sorry (laughs) Letting the cigarette sink in and the vodka with all the crappy uh, relationship music that we've been jamming out to. We needed inspiration. Um, Yeah, so I am the producer for Eternally Bored uh, Podcasting, and I am in the hot seat, finally. Somebody got me here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I actually can shed a little light on this uh, through my past and, of course, recent experiences. Um, but a little bit about me, I am, uh, like I said, I'm the producer for Eternally Bored, uh, bringing shows like uh, Sheebie-Jeebies and The Other Side of Living with Chris, and of course, Cupid's Arrow Hurts Worse than a Root Canal. More than More. a Root Canal. Sorry. Really? Dude? Sorry. You know, look, look, the vodka's already starting to hit, and it's going to be great for you listeners because this is a no-holds-barred kind of conversation you know i i gave her explicit permission <laughs> to go wherever she wants in this conversation uh, and i'm hoping she'll take it you know only because you know she is uh more conservative than i am I so am. she probably will not go there so i'll go there myself way more conservative <laughs> <laughs> but you know what this is your show so i will let you take the reins on this so jay what do you do in your regular life oh well Let's see. Can we say prostitution? Oh, well, no. uh, you can if you want to. <laughs> no, um, I uh, I work for a corporation, so I am a corporate trainer. Wow. On the day to day life, and then of course, uh, Nori and I know each other from the con circuit. Yes. Uh, for a few years now, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and now in the podcasting world. Perfect. Yeah, I, I definitely want to thank Jay for opening me up to this whole podcast world. It's it's definitely been fun so far. And I'm glad I finally got to have him on the show. I thought he'd be, he would be perfect for this, actually. So, um, in my readings, in preparing for this topic, I actually found that there are seven, yes, seven types of unavailable men. I've had them all. <laughs> and we're going to talk about each one of them. Uh, and, and actually, when I was looking at these seven type of unavailable men, I've actually encountered each one of these types as well oh my god i'm not the only whore so jay isn't the only one but we're gonna get his side of it today so jay the first type of an unavailable man is the bad boy Ah. these are basically the exciting adventurous living on the edge breaking all the rules types of guys that somehow we are just attracted to them. And I want to know what your experience is with the bad boy. Oh, my God. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm actually getting 
I'm attempting to get out of one of these relationships. Oh, no. And I'm pretty sure he's going to embody every single one of these. Um, So, yeah, the recent one is actually one of those Mm. with uh, no rules and things like that. And look, for those that are faint of heart, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to listen because I have a long history (laughs) of dating married men. Yes. Yes. And that actually brings us to our second type of unavailable man, which is the married man, which is he's just really not available. You know, he's supposed to be in a committed relationship. And I think sometimes we see that as, well, they're in an unhappy marriage. This is why they're seeking something outside. The lies they tell you. It's all lies. Exactly. I'm going to break up with my wife. I'm going to divorce my wife. We're not sleeping together. We're not this. We're not that. They can't make me happy. She's never the villain. I'm just going to go on the record. Like, she's never the fucking villain. Yeah. So so tell us your experience with the married man. Oh, God. Um, Jesus. Um, They've all been married. (laughs) They've all been married. Okay. Um... For those who haven't guessed, yes, I am gay. Um, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, I do have a long history of the married men. So when you enter these relationships with these married men, do you know they're married prior? Or is this something you find out after you're already involved? <laughs> There's a long pause there, as you can see. Well, uh, on the majority, it's usually the wife that introduces oh, me wow. to them. Okay. Basically giving you something on a platter, pretty much. Well, you know, (laughs) if you could learn to suck a dick, then you could keep your man. Oh, my goodness. So then you would know that they're married, actually. So what what do you think attracts you to a married man? Uh, No commitment. That has been my standpoint on a lot of things because, I mean, if you haven't guessed already, I mean, I'm a very, very busy person. Mm -hmm. And um, I've not been a relationship person for most of my life. Uh, so yeah, it works out there, there, there is no commitment. It is what it is. And, you know, I, I stay true to a quote, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, when you see an opportunity, put its, put the ring on the nightstand and <clears throat> swing on it till dawn. Wow. We are so different, Jay. <laughs> but do you think that maybe the fact that there is no commitment is a reason why that attracts you because you feel like you're in a safe place maybe oh yeah yeah i mean because there's no emotions involved and things like that and you have to go through that fucking bullshit so Mm um uh side note that did not happen on this last one uh (laughs) so in your experience dating the married man how long has this gone on with a married man uh, as in terms, how long has the relationship gone on, yes. or how long has that have I been doing this? How long has the relationship gone on? Um, the longest relationship I had with a married man was probably about five years. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow. How did you keep that going? And did the wife know? No, no. So up until recently, the wives have never known. It, it had never come up because there was no emotions involved. So um, why bring that up? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, sorry, sorry. I actually have to, I have to retract that. There was one uh, probably about 10 years ago. Oh. No, 15 years ago. Wow. That did. Um, so you've been doing this for over 15 years. I've been doing this for over 25 oh, years. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, there was one that did find out and... Um, that didn't end well. 
Can you elaborate on that? Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I was in my early 20s, I think. No, mm-hmm. mid-20s. Okay. Um, and I uh, met this guy. I, you know, honestly, I did not know he was married. Oh. When we first started talking. Okay. Because I was working at a truck stop. Mm. I know. Perfect place to Fucking pick him up. lot lizard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I met him. He was an artist and whatnot, and I was an, I am an artist, so uh, we had that in common, and it was very just kind of we had things in common. So uh, yeah, I did not know he was married until I knew his wife, mm-hmm. but I never met her husband. Okay. Until I was invited to a barbecue, and that's where it all began. I've been seeing him for about a year. And then, um, yeah, I met him at their uh, barbecue. So how do you keep up with a relationship in that way with the man that's married and has other commitments? And have there ever been kids involved? Mm. There were kids involved with that one. And um, honestly, that, that that relationship is what prompted me to leave and move here to San Antonio the first time. Oh. Um, I actually left him. Why did you leave him, though? I left him where I was living. Oh. I actually snuck out in the middle of the night. My friend drove me here to San Antonio, and I started a new life. So scandalous, Jay is. So uh, did you leave him because you just didn't want to deal with it anymore? Or? Uh, see, it's the kids thing. It was mm. that whole, um, it's the same story, and I know some of you whores are listening. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So you can relate to this. It's it's that whole, it's that it's that line. You know, it's like I can't tell my kids until they're older and they understand. And da, 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 and I didn't want to deal with this bullshit anymore, and um, I need a new life. I see. You need a new life, and then you just met more married men when you got here, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I kind of went into my old stance on that when I was living here, and um, you know, I just kind of. Uh, uh, close that part. Mm-hmm. Put the walls. Uh, put the walls around the heart and everything, yeah. and everything and like that. And I live in that bliss. So that's interesting that you say put the walls around the heart because to me, I would think, like you said earlier, dating a married man is a safe place because there's no commitment. Yet you're putting the walls around your heart, meaning that you're you're starting to what feel something more than you were expecting. Well, that relationship was that it it became um it became that it became the i'm going to live with you part-time and live with my family part-time and um yeah you know so it was just one of those where i was completely committed to that person and not sleeping around (laughs) like i normally yeah So you were more committed in that situation. But, you know, honestly, I mean, honestly speaking, because I have talked to my therapist in great lengths <laughs> with that all. relationship. <laughs> and uh, that relationship came upon the ending of an actual relationship. So mm-hmm. he ended up becoming, he was a rebound. I see. You know, where it was supposed to be free and fun and this and that. And um, then, of course, all the emotions from the prior relationship reared its ugly head over to this relationship and whatnot. And that relationship before that, he was not married and 
it was an actual relationship, but it couldn't work. I see. Well, let's move on to the next type, and we may come back to this married man type, but <laughs> let's move on to the next type, which I, I definitely have a lot of experience with, especially, especially currently. The long-distance lover. Uh, I know Jay definitely <laughs> has experience with this as well. When I first met him, that was one of the things he told me about. Oh, yes, yes, the long-distance lover. Um, yeah, no, no, I mean, that one is, is super safe, I mean, if you think about it, um, because... <laughs> It's that whole. It's that additive. It's that uh, different hose and different zip codes. <laughs> so, yes. Well. So if you're sleeping around, it's like, is it cheating? Like. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But if you're in an actual relationship, do you think that the long distance lover is more of a challenge to you? It's always a challenge. Um, it's always a challenge because I mean one of the main things with the long distance relationship is how do you create intimacy when they're not around? That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can either create intimacy with that person mm-hmm. or you can find a substitute. That's true. That's true. I think it kind of works in our favor. Um, I guess both ways really, because uh, yes, they're long distance and, and you can't create that intimacy or that physical affection or whatever you want to call it. But in some points, it also helps when you just don't want to deal and you just can keep them at bay and keep them at a distance and do your own thing. And you But know, are you a jealous person like I am? I am, definitely, very much so, probably more than you are. <laughs> so, well, you know, you know. No, 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 you're actually wrong with that. I am an extremely jealous person. Oh, okay. uh, I just don't show it. Ah, I'm learning something today. Um, I am 100% jealous all the time and I I well I'm a Libra so I'm more on the longs of all right I'll get even later um so I let it stew uh but I am extremely jealous I will fly into a fit of fucking rage um going back to the married guy Mm -hmm. the first one well actually the one you left yeah he wasn't the first one but We'll need another show for this whole uh, thing here. <laughs> um, you know, when we broke it off and everything, I actually went back home. Hmm. And uh, went Home to, is where? Oh, no, we'll leave that out. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for all the parties involved. Uh, <laughs> for legal reasons. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to get bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> but no, I went back home and uh, my friend owns a bar. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, as soon as I sat down, of course, she was happy to see me and everything, but she warned me right away. She's like, you're going to see something in a bit that you're not going to be happy with. Okay. And sure enough, I did. Um, that person who could not leave his wife or kids or whatever had oh. with a 10-year younger version of me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. So I know when I and I'm, flew into a fucking rage. I'm, you, yeah, no. You don't want to see Jay when he goes into a rage. Oh no, no, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, barcels flying, this and that, and of course, I'm not, I'm not attacking the guy. I'm attacking the guy he's with. But why did it upset you so much? Was it were you already at that point where you were like attached? Oh no, we hadn't been together for at least a good two years. Oh, so why did it upset you so much? Um. I think everybody listening would actually understand that. 
a 10-year younger version of you? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, like, yeah, I guess I I I was fucking pissed. I was yeah, no. Be throwing chairs as well. So I can definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not show my best gay that day. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to the next type. Uh, this is also one that I can definitely relate to as well. Um, the guy who is just emotionally gone. <laughs> Wait, I am that guy, <laughs> That is Jay. But do, you, do you feel that you find yourself attracted to other men who are no. the same? No, actually, I know. Oh, no. okay. No, I am that guy. I am I am the closed off, emotionally unavailable um, guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm only attracted to guys that show that. Okay. That wear their heart on their sleeve. Why do you think that is? Oh, because I can't do it. Oh. Now, <laughs> you, can, you can't do it because something happened in your past that maybe made you I would way? like to say that. <laughs> I would so like... One of the one things that people know about me right away is I don't use the L word. Um, I, I don't believe in it and whatever. And honestly, like my mother died in front of me, like seriously in the hospital. I still didn't say it. Wow. So <laughs> I was like, no, wow. you're cool. You're going, you're going someplace. I don't know where it's up or down, but, oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> <con Dios>. but, <laughs> oh my God. but no, I don't say it. And, um, and I can't say it was something in my past because, honestly, I mean, <laughs> I grew up in fucking Leave It to Beaverland. I had the most perfect upbringing ever. You know, my par- I don't come, you know, mm-hmm. from a divorced family or anything like that. My parents were married for 45 years mm-hmm. plus, actually, and showed it every day and said it every mm-hmm. day. And my brother and sister could say it. But for me, I'm like, fuck that. that we're not using that word. Wow, but I, I feel like it has to come from something. It doesn't come from anything. I mean, Believe me, I've been in extensive therapy for over 20 years. So you mean you've never just met that one that you're just like head over heels in love with. And you just want to tell them and shout it to the world. In all of your life, life experience, you're going to tell me you've never met that guy? I did, actually. Oh, okay. Well, tell us about that. Uh, that's the recent one. Okay. The married guy? Yeah. Oh, well, that's going to bring us right back to that. <laughs> <laughs> so the one I'm trying to get out of mm-hmm. is, yeah, no, um, for the first time in my life, I actually said it. What is it about him that makes it different from everybody else? Fuck if I know. <clears throat> um, oh. But I will, a, a very interesting story on that is I actually said, I love you. Oh, my God. Um, and I ended up in the emergency room because wow. I was having a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> You see what happens? Uh, <laughs> my heart actually started to that die the minute they said it. Wow. <laughs> like, legit. Like, <laughs> that night, I was in the emergency room and oh EKG God. machine and oh everything my God. because I was dying. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh. I drove myself in the midst of a heart attack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never again will Jay say I love you to anyone. Oh, God, no, no. Ever. Wow. No. Well, that explains it, why he didn't ever say that before. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to the next one. We may come back again to this. Um, so after the guy that's emotionally gone, the other type is the commitment phobic man. I am that person. And again, this is Jay. 
<laughs> Let's just turn it around and say, what is it like to date Jay? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I've never had an issue with that because they've always wanted to commit. Oh, okay. But commit. Well, I mean, okay. I might be blinded here and, you know, please leave your comments on this. Uh, they want to commit with stipulations. Hmm. Conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, I know my role in this. But then that's not a commitment. I mean, it depends where you stand on that. Mm, you can't true. really, you can't pinpoint people's relationships because everybody's relationship is their own. Those stipulations wouldn't work for you. Mm-mm. But in some cases, those stipulations worked for me. Well, I guess it would be what you, what your idea of a commitment is. Oh, well, my, my idea of a commitment is fucking skewed. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, look, I'm, you, I guess what? I mean, you get your idea of commitment from your parents, right? I guess that's a start. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's what you see. It's what yeah. you grew up with. I can't in any way, shape or form begin to really understand my parents' commitment to each other. Okay. At all. Like, I mean, they have a fucking love story that spans fucking centuries and shit. I'm never going to fucking have that. I'm not even going to fucking try. You think you won't never <laughs> no, have God, that? No, God, no. No, God. Oh, shit, no. Why is And that I so? don't want that. Oh, you don't want <laughs> no. it? Okay, well. No, 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 no. They were truly in love with each other. I mean, my mother has been passed away for... Uh, nine years this October, mm-hmm. and my father will not even look at another yeah. woman. Like that was the love of his life, and <gasps> that was it. And I... he's a catch, you know. He he is a catch. I mean, so it's it's one of those things where he's like, no, why? He's like, I had the love of my life, and that was it. And See, that's the type of relationship I like. And those relationships are amazing, and people can obtain them. Um, that's not what I'm looking for at all. And I think my parents really fucked my brother, my sister, myself up royally when it comes to that. <laughs> well, like we're, we're, we're just not, I mean, I mean, sorry, Mary Louie, but you are horse. Uh, <laughs> well. as well as I am too. Like, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's one of those, it's this one of those the vodka great... talking everyone. <laughs> No, I would say the sober. No. <laughs> Please don't listen to this episode. Uh, <laughs> he will edit it out later. <laughs> no, I won't. I will leave this in. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, so you grew up in a home like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you see love every day and things like that. And you think you would emulate that. Yeah. But, honestly, you're going to rebel against it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be that person. Um, cause truthfully speaking, yeah. do you want to be your parents? No, <laughs> you don't. You no. Know what I mean? no, I do admire my father okay. because not that my mother is a bad person. She's a wonderful person, but she, she really is. I she's, got she's, he, yes, Jay, Jay made my mom on GBGB. She actually did an episode, but she's a difficult person <laughs> and she demands but, a lot. But are you a difficult person? I'm not. I'm not mm. like my mother. I think I'm more like my father. But okay. I respect my father for having to 
deal, deal with your mother. Deal with my mom, <laughs> but in a respectful way because he loves her and respects her. You know, and, and I know marriage is. I've never been married. She's a very strong woman. Though. Yes, she is. She's a very. She is. She's and a my very father strong woman. is not a pushover. But he just respects her so much that he just doesn't go there. You know what I mean? All like, right, all right, and I, and I respect that. my father for that. And I always said I wanted to find a man like my father. But you know what? I don't think they exist. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm with you on that. Where it's like, you know, my mother was a great woman, like very strong, a very strong woman. Who, you know, commanded respect and things like that, and everybody loved her. I mean, <clears throat> I mean. That woman was fucking loved like crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I had to put a barrier of people at her funeral so they wow. wouldn't talk to me because there was that many fucking people. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to fucking deal with the people who are coming. Go to the casket, go to my brother, go to my sister, go to my father. Fuck you. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, but <laughs> that's a different story. But <laughs> my father, on the other hand, um, he he does have this sense of respect about him and everything. And he is the ideal person. Mm -hmm. He is the ideal person where it's like, you know, that's the kind of person that you want to long term with. And you do look at that where it's like, those are the qualities I want in somebody long term. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, I've come to realize I don't want a long term. (laughs) I'm okay with the short term. So speaking of short term. Oh, Jesus. The one night stand guy, <laughs> which is our next type of unavailable man. Um, tell us uh, about the one night stand guy. I Jay. just had one. Oh goodness! How long ago was this? Oh Jesus! Uh, sorry, current guy I'm seeing, oh but God. I've been cheating on you. Uh. Oh goodness! <laughs> Jay will be on the next episode of cheating. <laughs> um, I actually did have that. Um, I met this bouncer. Um, at a club and things kind of got heavy or whatever and he spent the weekend here and it was like oh my god this could actually be more than a one night stand and then of course it wasn't so technically the one night stand guy would be someone that you kind of just share a night or a weekend with and they never talk to you again am I correct? yeah the ghosting guy but if they ask you for your number or they call you the next day technically it's not a one night stand um. Yeah, there was no calling or texting the next day. Well. But I thank you, one night stand guy, because oh my god. Yeah, those are usually like the memorable. Oh yeah. One night Six stands. four. Total brawny up at the top. Spin me around like fucking crazy. I mean, it was the best sex ever. Wow. But um, yeah, no. And yeah. are you okay with that? Like, okay, I had my. Time. You know what though? I mean, at first I was kind of like, really, you're gonna do this to me? But <laughs> after that, I was kind of like, because it put things into perspective with the current relationship, where I'm like, um, I played the victim a lot with the current relationship, yeah. but then I realized I was like, I am kind of a whore. So. <laughs> he said it, not me. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Nori's been there for a couple of those. Uh, <laughs> Have I? <laughs> but <laughs> we will get to that later. But, but I mean, I put that into perspective, and I was just kind of like, it was, it was the one I stand guy. Honestly, does bring things into perspective. He may be unavailable, but he brings something to the table, which is clarity. Mm-hmm. He brings in because you li- look. I mean, let's be honest. We all live in this fantasy world when it comes to relationships, right? Yeah. It's in your own fucking head as to what you think 
a relationship's going to be, but you don't take into consideration the other person's view. No. So the one night stand guy does bring things into perspective where it's like, all right, that was cool, whatever. But, you know, he has his own thought or she uh, has. His, I don't want to be sexist on this. Uh, they have their own thought on this and um, and you have to live with it mm-hmm. because there's no communication afterwards. No. And I think that's hard for some people who maybe got a little attached because it was such a great mm. time. Those are people that keep their fucking heart in their vaginas or their assholes. I'd have to say I, I had an experience similar. It was one of my birthday parties. I don't even remember at this wow. point. <laughs> but many he asked, but how he, many birthday uh, parties has that but been? But <laughs> he asked for my number and called me, you know, the next day and the next day. And then I, then I saw him again at another party. And then, then it was kind of just like, eh. But, like, I didn't expect another call or another <laughs> communication to happen. And oh, that, that somebody setting up a booty call. Well, it didn't turn into that. But I'm just saying, like, that was like, wow. Like, so were you a little intense? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe I was. <laughs> maybe I was. I think that was during my heavy drinking years. I'm not quite sure. Why couldn't I get that Nori? Like, seriously. <laughs> no, you, don't, you really don't want that Nori. You really don't. You really don't. Um, so the last type of unavailable man is the unreliable man, Oh. which is the man that makes so many promises and uh. you want to count, count on him so much, but he just never shows oh, up. Oh, that's the current one. Which this current one fits like five of these. I'm telling you like, no, he really does. Um, no, no, but that, that's his strong suit right there. Mm. All the promises and everything yeah. and, um, the life and yeah. By the way, I'm I'm going to sidebar here. Apparently, there is this whole plan of our life together and how this is going to work and where we're going to go in the next two years and all this stuff, whatever, which I heard nothing of this past year. But he told also his mother. Okay. Wow. Who then relayed all that information to me. So you have that relationship with his mother? Um, I We met. Okay, and she's already telling you these things. Wow. I was like, well, that's good to hear because I know nothing of this. Mm. Interesting, interesting. So what would you say are signs of unavailable men for people mm. who may not know what a sign of an unavailable man is? Uh, let's see. Since you have so much experience with this. <laughs> <laughs> the signs of an unavailable man is quite simple. Um, they're unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning you can't get a hold of them? No, no, no. It, it's, it's, they're unavailable. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, if a guy wants to be in your life, mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever they, it takes to be in your life. Mm-hmm. If there's an excuse as to why they can't be in your life, they're unavailable. And you just have to fucking deal with it. Are you going to be in this relationship or... Are you going to look for the next person? Because, I mean, as as cold-hearted as I am, if I want to be in somebody's life, I'm going to spin things around to make time to be in this person's life. True. You know, I'm a very busy person. You know, I mean, that's what I'm known for. I'm known for being very busy and always working and all of that. But I'm going to make time to be in this person's life and show them that I'm there Mm -hmm. for the ones that I don't do that for. 
It's because I'm just wanting to have some fun on the side. Yeah. And I'm just wanting to maybe fill something in my life that needs to be filled at that point in time. Because yeah. I will be the perfect boyfriend, but not be your boyfriend. Yeah. Perfect idea of a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah. not technically Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like this weekend, it's just like, I, I, will, I will bring, and he's going to hear this. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm supposed to have somebody over this evening. Oh. Somebody new. Oh, okay. And after this podcast, I'm going to text and be like, you know what? Something came up. Oh, my God. Because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to. The unreliable man. I am the unreliable. But, you know, I mean, but that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. But if I really wanted this person in my life long term. Yeah. I would deal with it and prepare dinner and do what I have to do to be in this person's life. But I know I don't want this person in my life forever, even though he does. And I'm not talking about the, you know, the married guy. I'm actually talking to somebody Everyone else. Everyone keep up, please. <laughs> I'm kind of a whore. But. Uh... <laughs> Again, second time he said it so far. Mm. So what do you think would... Or what do you think attracts us to unavailable men? I know with me, I think I'm attracted to unavailable men because I feel like I want to change them. Uh, like I want to Captain sh- Save a show them. Yes. Captain Save a like I'm going to be the one that's going to show you how to love. I'm going to be the one who's going to bring out the emotion and make you cry. Oh my God. I think that's me. I, I try to get them to open up when they just don't want to open up. But what do you think attracts people there's many things there's many things and honestly what it comes down to is what's missing in your life that's true because look ladies gentlemen transgender whatever you are um you need to figure out what's broken in your life you need to figure out what's missing in your life in order to deal with this because the unavailable guy is always going to be available to you because you're broken and you're missing something and they're going to feel that. And that's why there's seven different types of unavailable guys (laughs) because they fill all those parts of your life. That is very true. I think that's great advice to kind of wrap this, this podcast episode up with because you're right. It is something that we're missing. Um, And I think that, like I said, with me, I I try to change the the person or, or make them feel something that maybe I feel maybe that's not what I should be doing but it is something that maybe I'm missing in my life and let me just say on a different note here that Jay is one of the very few people I know that can pick someone up just by when his car breaks down <laughs> someone comes to help with him with his car and he has a date the same night it's not a date I don't think I know a, anyone strange. else that can do, I, I'm like Jay give me tips here like what are you doing like seriously it's all in the lips. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we definitely need to have a part two of this. Because I'm so down. Jay is so full of life experience and wisdom <laughs> that we need him to share with us. Um, this is no reflection on any podcast I produce, by the way. <laughs> any last advice for any of our listeners right now who are is trying to date an unavailable man or maybe is not sure if they're dating an unavailable man um, that you can give them? Look, it's real advice. It's if you are an an available man and you know it, just 
have fun. Have fun for what it is because you know it's not going to last. It's not going to last and it's going to end horribly and you're just going to have to deal with it. If you don't know <laughs> you're dating an unavailable man, then listen to this podcast at least three or four times and you're going to know you're fucking dating an unavailable you're man. definitely going to know. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. Look, if a guy wants to be with you and share their life with you, then they're going to share their life with you. Yeah. If you are not sharing your life with them, then maybe you're the unavailable person. That's true. Because you may want to put the blame on the other person. And at the end of the day, I fit the mold yes. on some of these guys. Def- Jay is definitely an unavailable man. And, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, look, I, I'll bring the current one. I, we talked about this right before the podcast. Um, my current one that my current unavailable man <laughs> holds resentment towards me because I mm. cannot be intimate mm. outside of the bedroom. <laughs> Because I can't hug and I can't say the L word. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, you have to understand your fault in this. Don't blame the other person. Don't be the fucking victim. Look at look at yourself in the mirror. I'm sure you have a friend who is your mirror. <laughs> Quit avoiding them and go talk to them. That That's great advice, Jay. And I think based on what you just said, I realize that you and I are very different when it comes to that. Um, I am the person who wants the L word and wants that a commitment and wants that attachment. I, I don't think I could be any other way when it comes to relationships. I didn't say I don't want it. But you're happy with, with not having it. I'm just okay within myself not to have it. Yeah. I, I Look, I'm going to end my life very, very simply. And I'm going to have a very wonderful relationship with my hospice nurse. <laughs> and there you have it. Well, we want to thank Jay for coming on today. I'm definitely sure we're going to have him on another episode. Um, but in the meantime, please visit my Instagram page at Cupid's Arrow or head over to Facebook at Cupid's Arrow Hurts More Than a Root Canal. And we want to thank you for listening today.